0: Big shout out to all of you that were part of 100 Day Stronger. We did it. You did it. And that deserves a big yay you. Now, it doesn't matter if you met or achieved all of your goals. What matters is that you kept showing up day after day and going after it. And that, my friend, is a win. Because every step that you took forward was a step towards strength. Here are some thoughts from some of you. Hi, Susan. I have successfully stayed off of Facebook for 100 days, and I've gotten more focused on praying. I was really good at eliminating sugar until Christmas baking, but I know how much better I feel and I am when I stick to my challenge. Thank you for your daily message and encouragement. Happy new us. Another person, I saved so much money these past 100 days as I only spent for necessities. No extra spending here. Hi Susan, I am thankful to have become stronger in catching my negative self-talk. What a difference this has made in my attitude and my outlook on life. Hi Susan, I have loved every day of the past 100 days. I look forward to reading each and every email and it's the first email I open every day. While I haven't made significant changes, I have stayed committed and I'm confident that these simple yet powerful motivations have helped me to start my day on a positive note, no matter what else is going on and I will miss them. Thank you so much for doing this. What you're doing is fabulous. Another person, feeling stronger and feeling more comfortable in my clothes after losing 20 plus pounds the past 100 days. Hi Susan, thank you for always encouraging me to always keep going. Looking forward to what 2018 has in store. To which I respond with, me too. I can't wait to see all that this year holds for each and every one of us. Hi, everyone, and happy 2018. I am so excited to be talking to you guys today. There's been a couple things that have been on my heart since the last couple weeks of December, and I've looked forward to sharing them. And today is the day I want us to talk about seasons and spiritual warfare. That sounds fun, right? (laughs) So let's start with seasons. I don't know how your year started, but 2018 started a little weird for me. And I think it's because normally... Um, I start the year just with all these goals and dreams just bubbling up inside of me. And I just wasn't feeling it. And it started the last couple weeks of December, which at the same time, um, I know most of you listening know that um, the last 100 days of 2017 that a lot of you and myself included were on this 100 days to stronger journey. And I have to say... Even though I didn't totally meet all the goals and things I had set out to achieve, I did meet a lot of them. And I am starting this new year stronger in a lot of areas of my life. And so I'm really excited about that. And I know a lot of you saw great results from that. So yay, us for sticking with it. Because the main goal with that campaign, for those of you that were a part of it, and just explain for those listening that weren't, was um, coming up with things um, that had to do with our um, body, our spirit, and our soul, because we are all of those things, setting forth some goals to move ahead in those areas. So we laid those out. It could have been something in each of those areas, or it could have been one thing specific that you wanted to work on. But the main thing was to be committed for 100 days. So that meant, Taking away the option of quitting, even on the days we messed up. So, did I do 100 days perfectly? Heck no. No, I didn't do them um, perfectly, but I committed to 100 days, and 100 days I did. So, even though I didn't get exactly where I, I hoped I would end up, I did definitely move ahead in a lot of areas and learn so much things, so many things about myself in that process that. I feel I am starting 2018 much stronger and I'm so grateful for that and so yay for those that stuck with it the 100 days and we definitely will be doing that again because I learned so many things from that but one of my biggest takeaways from the 100 days was I feel like I finally was able to move past what I call perfection procrastination you know Those of you that have been around for a while, you know I love Mondays. A lot of people hate the start of a new week and dread getting back to um, the normal week or whatever it is. I love Mondays. I love Mondays. I love New Year's and all those things, that new, fresh um, start of stuff. I love it. And I just have to say that that verse, which has always been one of my favorites, that his mercies are new every morning, it just took on new life for me. And... I truly feel like I understood that in a greater way that I did not have to wait for a Monday a new week a new year to start again and you're saying wow it took a hundred days for you to realize that I know it's something right I would have said I knew but it's like because of that perfection procrastination if I messed up if I ever then was attempting to do something and I messed up it's like I felt like I had to have this fresh perfect restart again so I love that I learned that every new minute is um, a chance for me to start again to begin again I don't have to wait for the start of a new hour you know new day whatever every minute I can restart and that's what I did so I kept moving even through the setbacks and failures through that time I continued that process on which was a huge learning experience for me so I love that um, but back to how I feel like I was starting then 2018 in a weird place because I wasn't having all these ideas and this great motivation so I honestly started feeling a little guilty thinking wow you did this 100 days stronger you're not stronger you're a slacker you're lazy you're not even you know motivated to move forward anything I was really kind of beating myself up because I didn't have a word for the new year and I didn't have any ideas for resolutions and it was just a really strange place for me to be and I was trying to be sensitive and you know pray and listen and then it hit me as I was listening that Susan you are not feeling those things because you are starting your year in a different place aha you know surprise which is what I was working towards so it's kind of silly that I was struggling to even realize that but that's what we do we get so caught up in our daily lives and just running and doing that we don't stop sometimes and really recognize the season that we're in so i was in a different place i was in a different season and that was not a bad place to be it was exactly where i'd set out to be so really it was a big win but i honestly was having to struggle get past guilt and frustration for how I was feeling so got me thinking about seasons and it also got me thinking about something that um, I've been teaching about the past couple months about discernment and we have got and personal responsibility let me say that we've got to learn to discern things for ourselves, to discern the season that we're in because one of the things that if you've heard me talk, you know, in the past year is we have got so much information coming at us all the time that we are being misled by voices that are coming at us from all different directions. And I'm just, that's, that's something I'm, I'm, I'm preaching loudly these days. We've got to discern for ourselves what is truth and and not the opinion of somebody else, even though it might be something that sounds good and that we would love to believe and like, we've got to discern that with the help of the Holy Spirit, um, what is true, and live our lives according to that. Um, There's a verse in Luke 12, and I'm guessing this is the message translation because of the way it reads, but... um, It kind of goes along with that. It says, what hypocrites? You're such experts at forecasting the weather, but you are totally unwilling to understand the spiritual significance of the time you're living in. You can't even judge for yourself what is good and right. I don't want to be a hypocrite. I know I am sometimes because I know just living this life as a human being that I'm going to live to my flesh at times. Um, It's not the goal, but it happens. But I don't want to be a hypocrite, even though I'm going to be sometimes. That's not my goal. So I want to be wise. I want to, um, with the help of the Holy Spirit, be able to discern the season I'm in, the times that I'm living in, and the truth that I need to stand in. So um, in talking about seasons, I want to talk about winter season because obviously a lot of us that's the season we're in right now and um when I think about winter season winter kind of um a lot of things look dead I mean things can appear dead even though they're not dead a lot of things can appear dead and it made me think about how um just like what I was even experiencing some of the thoughts I was having at the beginning of the year the enemy when you're in those seasons can make you feel like you're failing that you're doing something wrong because things might appear dead or not growing. And so in this winter season, you might find yourself in a winter season. I mean, physically we kind of are, but you might be, um, in other ways feel like you are in a winter season. And it's so easy in this season to take on a victim mentality. Um, because it, it's easy to beat ourselves up when we don't, understand or are not clear on what's going on. So I want us to talk about seasons, but I also want us to connect that to spiritual warfare and, um, or a season of spiritual struggle. And what that means simply is a season where you are struggling with some things and it's coming from a spiritual place, which honestly, We separate the sacred and the secular, and really there's no separation. Everything is spiritual and sacred. But it might be a season where you're needing to renew your mind to a particular truth in your life to move forward, and you need to learn to stand then on that truth. And, And here's something I really want you to hear today, why this is so important. Because if we don't recognize or identify what we are really struggling with in our life, you know, what spirit, it could be a mindset or something even in the atmosphere that is attaching itself to you, your circumstances, then we will end up fighting the wrong battle. Okay. We will end up fighting people when it is a spirit. We will end up fighting circumstances when it is a spirit. So it is key that we recognize and really identify what it is that we're really fighting. So I'm curious, what's your favorite season? Do you have one? And do you know why it is your favorite? Psalm 104.19 says, He made the moon to mark the seasons, and the sun knows when to go down. So many things are wrapped up in seasons. Our world, um, how we operate a lot of times physically, mentally, emotionally. So obviously, uh, most of us are in the winter season right now, whether it's very cold where you live or mild and i personally don't think i can live somewhere where we didn't have some kind of season so even though i live in north florida we do i mean i get to wear sweaters and it's like things do change to where you can recognize there is a change of seasons which i love i looked up winter According to Wikipedia, winter is the coldest season of the year, and it occurs after autumn and before spring each year. Winter is caused by the axis of the earth in that hemisphere being oriented away from the sun, and the moment of winter solstice is when the sun's elevation with respect to the north or south pole is at its most negative value. That is, the sun is at its farthest below the horizon as measured from the pole. The day on which this occurs has the shortest day and the longest night. So, I have a question for you. Have you ever felt stuck in what felt like the longest night? And what happens at night? Nighttime being the period of darkness between sunset and sunrise. One of the things we should be doing at night is sleeping, which again is very important, but a but could appear to be very unproductive time, your sleep. But I looked up some, to get some information, even though I know um, lots of different points of why it's beneficial for us to sleep and the importance of what that does. But I just looked it up just to jot down a few notes. Um, And some of the things I wrote down were, were that when you're in a deep sleep, your brain starts to perk up. Okay, your brain also cleans house when you're asleep. Um, I loved this. I thought this was very interesting. It says our brains are on throughout the night, especially in that dream, the heavy um, REM sleep. Uh, this one particular study that I was looking at says that our brains are actually almost as active as they are when we're uh, th- when we're awake. That when we are sleeping, our brains are almost as active as they are when we're awake. Now, to some of us, that's no surprise because we kind of <laughs> have known that. But I thought that was very interesting. So I mentioned um, our brains are like cleaning house because it's almost like they're taking out the trash. When we sleep... um there's time that's allowed to clear away toxic byproducts that would otherwise pile up and cause problems for us. You know, our brain is processing all the information that we gain throughout the day and filtering out the information that we don't need, hopefully. Um, When you sleep, your heart rate and your breathing slows and you pump out growth hormones. You know, even if you're not growing taller or you're growing, um, you're building muscles. Say if you went for a walk or you worked out, then while you sleep, Muscle cells are being built, or maybe when you were cooking dinner, you um, got a little cut from dicing the onions. While you sleep, those cells are healing. Our, you know, our bodies are amazing, and they were created to heal themselves, but we have to allow them to. Psalm thirty-one, fifteen says, "My life, my every moment, my destiny, it's all in Your hands." You know, we have to um, get to a place that we trust God, that He is faithful and He's capable and He's trustworthy to hold our life, because He does, and we have to discern the season and trust Him in that, and we have to allow what He is wanting to accomplish in that season um, allow him to, to do his work in us. You know, so even if you are not finding yourself today in this moment in your favorite season, we have to trust him that it is serving a purpose in our life and it's much needed. Galatians 6 9 has always been one of my favorite verses, and most translations read, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap harvest if we do not give up. But I just recently came across the Passion translation of it. And I loved how it read. It said, don't allow yourselves to be weary or disheartened in planting good seeds. Don't allow yourselves to be weary or disheartened in planting good seeds. So I looked up the word weary just to refresh my mind of all that this word holds. And it said, feeling or showing tiredness. And some of the synonyms were tired, exhausted, worn out, drained, physically or mentally exhausted, fatigued. And then I looked up disheartened, it said to lose hope, enthusiasm, or courage. And I know some of you just like me, when I just read some of those descriptions, I could relate so much there's so many times that because of circumstances or seasons that we find ourselves in, it's so easy to have these feelings. And to feel exhausted and worn out and drained. And to lose hope and lose enthusiasm or courage to live our lives. But I love how that verse starts out. So i want to read it again. Because before it instructs us about being weary or disheartened, it says, Don't allow yourselves to be weary or disheartened. Don't allow. So we obviously have a choice to... To um, not go with our emotions and how we're feeling, and we have to take a stand and not allow ourselves to enter into weariness or becoming disheartened. But that verse goes on. It says, "Don't allow yourselves to be weary or disheartened in planting good seeds." So, what does that mean? So here's where the spiritual struggle comes in that I want to talk about, because I really think that maybe sometimes we find ourselves in these spiritual struggl- struggles because somewhere along the way, we've stopped planting those good seeds. So what are good seeds maybe that you've stopped planting in your life? I want you to think about that. And what was the last thing that you remember God speaking to you? Now, me just asking that question, your first instinct might be to say, well, I don't remember Susan. I don't remember the last thing I heard God speak to me because honestly, it's been so long and I just don't remember. Or you could be thinking, I don't hear God speaking to me. So I have no idea what you're talking about because I don't personally believe God does speak to people or maybe you do believe God speaks to people, but he doesn't speak to you. So I want to talk about both of those things. Um, Number one, if you're saying, I don't remember what it was. It's been so long. I have no idea what God spoke to me. Here's my challenge to you today. Ask him to remind you because he will. He will. There's been so many times, and you know I'm a big journaler, and one of my things with journaling is because I love to go back and read, even years later, go back and read the promises and things I feel like God has spoken to me and being reminded once again as powerful as that is I have to say when I'm saying have him remind you most of the time when I'm when that's my prayer I'm not having to go back on a journal as nice as that is to have that confirmation and reminder I don't normally have to go there because we serve a God that um cares about us more than we care about wanting to know him. I mean, I think so many times we feel like we are having to chase God and chase an answer and chase him listening to us and speaking to us. When guys, it's it's not about us. It's nothing that we can do in our own strength. We serve a God that chases us. He's always chasing us. That's how it's been from the beginning. And he loves and he cares and he wants to speak to us. And I Trust me, he is speaking to us a lot more than we are hearing from him. So number two, if you're someone that doesn't believe God speaks to you, can I challenge that belief today? Because he does. He speaks to us all the time, and I think we miss it because sometimes we're looking for it in the wrong way. And people joke about that all the time, but it's true. We're looking for him to speak to us in this booming, audible voice. We want the writing on the wall. And do I believe those things can happen? Yes, I do. I think God can do whatever he wants to do, but most of the time he speaks to us in that still small voice. That's what the word says, that still small voice, but he speaks to us in our spirit because we are spirit. Okay. We have the shell of a body that we're walking around in, and because of that, and because we don't physically see God, we deal with Him like we do people we see in a physical body, and that's not okay, because He is a spirit, created us as a spirit, and we cannot expect to communicate with Him like we do the people around us. It just doesn't work that way. So you're always going to be disappointed and feel like God's not speaking to you. If you're waiting for a text message from him saying something to you, it's not going to happen, or he's not going to email you. He is going to speak. It's going to be spirit to spirit. And you have got to listen, open up your heart and listen. And in John 14, 26, um, Jesus Talks about the Holy Spirit, and here Jesus was in physical form, like we're talking about. So he was physically there with people to have conversation and communicate. So when he was having conversation with his disciples and the people around him about that he was going to be leaving, they started kind of freaking out because they're like, "Uh, hang on, you're gonna be, you're leaving us here. What are we gonna do?" And I love what Jesus said, and this is from the Amplified version. Um, Jesus said. Basically was saying to them, it's to your benefit that I go away. But he said, the helper, the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, the counselor, strengthener, your Standby, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things and he will help you remember everything that I have told you. That's awesome. That was Jesus letting them know, hey, it's to your benefit that I go away because I'm sitting here talking to you, but there's people all over the place that need a word from me. So that is such good news for us that people all over the world at any time have access to the Holy Spirit for him to speak and to lead and to guide. So here's the Wednesday word for you. I want you to pray and to invite the Holy Spirit to help you to discern what season you're in. And then I want to invite you to um, open up your heart and your spirit, your eyes and your ears to see and to grasp everything that God is wanting to teach you in this season. I know I got into the spiritual struggle and spiritual warfare aspect, um, but I want to stop here because I feel like sometimes we can get so much information and that we don't properly digest things. So I'm going to stop with those nuggets and this is like kind of halfway through my thoughts. So there'll be a part two, but, um, I just want to invite you to stop and to, to, um, pray and to ask the Holy Spirit because more than any other resolution that we could have my prayer is that we know god and that we follow fully after him and that 2018 would be a year full of growth for each and every one of us so i pray blessings on each of you listening to this and um, i pray that the holy spirit right now would fill your heart and your mind with his peace and his goodness and his mercy and his grace. And I'm believing and expecting to hear from you guys great reports of um, what he's showing you and how he's leading you. And he's faithful, guys. He's faithful and so thankful for each and every one of you listening. And I hope you have a great rest of your week. And part two will shortly be up. Love you guys. Have a great week.